right, welcome to Comics Corner. Um, this review and subsequent discussion is full of spoilers, and you should read this book before you listen. Anyway, today we're taking a look at Ghost World by Daniel Klaus. Uh, Ghost World follows 18-year-olds Enid and Rebecca, who spend their last summer together exploring their town's seedy underbelly. The writer and illustrator of this comic, Daniel Klaus, was originally known for his comics anthology 8-Ball, which ran as an underground comic from 1989 to 2004. Three of his comics have been made into films already, a Ghost World movie, Wilson, which was its own comic, and um, Art School Confidential, which was a feature in 8-Ball. He wrote Ghost World originally in 1993, but abandoned it after the first chapter, only to resume later as a full book. And he says he chose teen girls as protagonists so that he could voice his more cynical opinions about life without being judged as jaded or world-weary. All right, so it's time for the discussion. I'm your host, Sophia Storiano, and this is Aylan Delphi, my friend, and we both read Ghost World. So Hello. here we go. Right, so um, I guess I'll start us off with uh, critics uh, like this book because it's very realistic and frank about teenagers. But it's also been called morbid and disconnected. So what do you think? How would, what would you say about this book? I think it's more connected than other comic books because it's based in reality. It's yeah. not entirely like... Superman? Superman. Or, I mean, I mean, the teenager experience is a little bit morbid and yeah. gritty. It's when you come into I mean, reality. It, it's just kind of how it is. Yeah. This is a pretty realistic look of why how teenagers think about that he's not a teenager that's an old man <laughs> yeah this is, that is an old man that's what i think is funny because the, some of the characters look so realistic and other characters look like he drew a cartoon character and then transplanted like a realistic face onto it so I, I think, think it's funny. like not it's like cartoon realism it's yeah like not that's what i love really about realistic. it so much it's, it's like, very it looks like it could be real, but it's just slightly off. Yeah. So this is just my points. Yeah, so let's talk about more about the art. Um, he was inspired by Robert Crumb, who I've talked to you about before. Um, so what do you think? Just like just a comment on that. Of the art? Of the art, because it's kind of like a mix of kitsch and grotesque. Well, I really like, I really like the art. I mean, I, the entire thing, this copy is colored. And so there's these really, really cool highlights and shadows that kind of emphasize the grittiness of a lot of the scenes, which I really enjoyed because I valued the realism. And also it was really interesting the way he drew the characters. I mean, each one is just so unique. And at the same time, they look like people you would see in real life, you know? Yeah. What do you have to say about the art? Well, I mean, I just think the shading is fantastic. I think it sets a great mood. I love that the colors of this book, they're so strange because it's there's pink and then uh, like a teal green. And so it's just interesting because both the back pages are pink and then the inside is teal. I think that's really, it's an interesting choice because there's such like cartoonish colors that help create this like really interesting contradictory atmosphere because it looks really realistic at the same, but at the same time, you know, Enid and Rebecca basically spend all their time looking for like crazy people. So they're all cartoonish way. 
Especially Bob Skeets. He doesn't look like a human being. <laughs> he is freaky. Yeah. And it's like, look at look at her. She doesn't look real either. She looks like a paper bag that somebody drew a face on. <laughs> I mean, that's I just think it's interesting because they choose to put like a little he chooses to put a little bit of detail into some people and then like she looks so real and everything. And she's just really simplistic. True. I mean, Rebecca versus her grand... Is this her grandmother? Yeah, that's her grandmother. Um, I mean, Rebecca is very, like, line art, and her grandmother has so much more detail and shading around her yeah. face, kind of, like, amplifying her character. Because Rebecca's kind of, like, this good character in the story. Yeah. I mean, she has morals. She, I mean, it, she... Basically, um, Enid is, like, a really interesting character because she doesn't change. She's stagnant throughout the entire novel. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't learn from her mistakes, and therefore her entire her relationships especially with her best friend rebecca sort of fall apart around her which is kind of not what you expect from a main character often yeah i think what's interesting about this book is it doesn't really follow the hero's journey i mean maybe she, you know at the end she realizes that well actually you know what i guess i would argue that it does because at the end she realizes the error of her ways and that her outlook on, she might not realize, you know, she might not have explicitly said, oh, it's wrong to look at other people as objects of amusement. But at the end, I think she realizes that the way, her outlook on life is the reason why she didn't get into college. She doesn't know where she's going because she didn't like herself. And, you know, we both said that the way she views things is kind of like an indicator of her own insecurity and self-loathing. But, okay, so she doesn't get into college because when she was, like, putting in her application, she didn't, like, put herself forward in a way that showed her, that showed her as a character who's, like, going to be positive in the college environment. Yeah. I mean, she's not a very positive person. I mean, it, yeah, it seems like she's kind of depressed. So that's what I would think. I don't think it follows the hero's journey, though, because um, well, she only she realizes, realizes the she I, only realizes yeah. the change at the very end of the story after all right, the damage yeah, is so done. There's no, I, I see what you mean. There is no ending part where she saves everybody. No, I mean, or where she, you know, accomplishes her goal. And I think, I think you're right. It's like a downward spiral. Yeah, and I, what I like is that it's so realistic because, you know. Most people don't pull things together when they have an issue at the very end. A lot of people will, will end up in her situation, and it's just... I like that. I like when we have books that re actually reflect life, but let us, like, look at it. Because too often is entertainment just so brainless and unrealistic, and just creates an, an unreal perception of the world. I think this is... As you get older, I think literature is a great way to reflect. So... Yeah. I don't know. I enjoy that. I think there are other books that depict reality in an interesting way, but this one was really interesting to me because it was so frank about it. I mean, there were exaggerations, especially in the characterization, but at the same time, it read like something that would actually happen. None of the things that happen in the story are entirely like fanta like fantastical or yeah. like unrealistic. I think it's interesting because a lot of other comics are for um entertainment and they do follow like the basic like formula you know how to make the audience appreciate it but again daniel Klaus is an underground cartoonist so most of his work is outside the mainstream and i mean i think eight ball is like completely cartoonish and ridiculous but 
that's what I think is so interesting is that the underground comics often were more sophisticated. Like Mouse is very sophisticated. I mean, uh, Robert Crumb's work was, you know, not not very sophisticated in the least. But you know, I that's what I like about this. You know, I think it's interesting how people view comics as just kind of like a means to entertainment, and in this case, it's more of like a message. I feel like some yeah. people don't think that comics can be used to say real serious things. And I, this is interesting because I feel like this is basically just like a book. It's it, it the story reminds me how it's. Um, created and um, like the things that happen and the message trying to send reminds me of a book because you know again I've read a lot I've read some books that are kind of like they're not really for teenagers they're just about teenagers and how like it takes like a reflective stance on it so it's, it almost takes the perspective of, like an adult looking back at childhood which that's almost implied with this book because in the beginning we see Enid in, like, her suit jacket and pants walking by everything. And I think that's implied to be her as an adult. At least that's what I took it as, that she's an adult and she's still in this town and now she's... Actually, she leaves, doesn't she? So, I don't know. I, I think this is probably her coming back mm. and reflecting on all of her memories. Her past mistakes. Yeah. I wonder if her and Rebecca ever reconcile. I mean... I don't know. I think maybe there's a chance they would. I think in real life they'd just drift apart. Enid, for context, Enid just like drags around Rebecca on all these like spying missions, being just awful to all these characters she meets in her life. Like um, the one guy who she's convinced is a Satanist because he's bald. Yeah. I mean, she's obsessed with this man. She follows him around for like weeks. Weeks. And then she's like looking into his grocery carts, duty buys. It's really creepy. And yeah. Rebecca's obviously kind of like. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? This yeah. man's literally just bald. That's what I think is interesting is that it's the summer before they leave for college. They've already graduated. And it's shown in the back of the, or in the front. Um, you see, they're very... Obviously, they're close, as you can see. They're both looking at her mother's grave, and then they take a picture in graduation together. And they kind of seem to share the same um, outlook on life. They're both, they both appear very cynical, at least from what I can see from this picture. Except well, at they're the very, giving the camera the middle finger at graduation. <laughs> except at the very beginning when we see yeah, Enid, Enid as a baby. As someone so. who's, like, joyful. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's interesting to look back. Because, you know, when you're in high school, you kind of view it as, like, your childhood is gone. But when you're an adult, and you look back, everything just seems so cohesive. And you kind of wonder what happened. You know, it doesn't seem like two separate stages in life. It seems like one that bled into the other and then you changed. And it's interesting, too. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm not at all like I was as a freshman. I think what Enid is, is experiencing is she's at the point where she's realized that there are a lot of bad things in life that are just fact. Like, you know, we see it again. There's the guy who is so desperate he's putting ads in the newspaper to get a girlfriend. There's one of their classmates who has bone cancer and she comes by and she's like horribly deformed. Um, you know, and that's I think that's why she's so disgusted with uh, Melora. I think that's like the student politician that comes by because she is a hypocrite. She's like, oh, you know, I'm so democratic, but I'm appearing in these commercials for a Republican. So, um, 
I think that's also why she's so fascinated by Bob Skeets. I mean, she's disgusted, but also I think she's just amazed by his authenticity, even though he is, like, really weird. Because, you know, she doesn't like, um, she doesn't like weirdness, but she also doesn't like um, inauthenticity. So she's kind of caught between, I'm a weirdo, so I have to act like I dislike it. And so she's, like, going to extremes because she feels really bad about herself. And so that's why she's going to these extremes to, like, go after people who are really, really weird. Because I think she kind of puts herself in a somewhat of a similar category where she's looking for someone who's just weirder than she is to project. What's interesting is Enid is so kind of, like, judgmental of her classmate who's the political one, the one um, who um, was a leftist but then, like, did commercials for a right-wing person, but Enid herself is very contradictory. I mean, she claims to be so apathetic. She doesn't care what people think. I mean, that's her whole shtick. She's like, I am out here, and I'm different, and I'm okay with that. But at the same time, she's incredibly self-conscious the entire book. Yeah, I think that's interesting, too, because she, like, styles herself as, like, a total outcast. I mean, like, she gets the, the hat from, like, the... Um, the uh, accessories shop. And then she's wearing it around. <laughs> but at the same time, she only wears the hat because one of her, she runs into an old classmate who said, um, she wears a oh, different hat afterwards. She like just puts, she like wears this like weird bunny hat and then she's like wearing it around. And yet like at the same time as she's like going after these people that she thinks are like creeps, she's self-styling herself into a creep. So she's basically caught between accepting this view of herself and, man, I should just be a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, trying to become, like, normal by saying how much she hates these people. Exactly. You know. And when Johnny Crowley, like, comments on her punk style and is like, hey, you're styling yourself in a punk way. She's like, what? That's crazy. I can't do that. And then, like, completely changes herself as if yeah that's like not i don't know it's just very contradictory to what she says she thinks and then what she does yeah i mean the last thing i'll leave us with is what did you think about the titled ghost world because there is a reason he called it that but what did how did you interpret that i think it's the ghost of i mean it's like almost like the ghost of the characters that she meets along the way i mean it's like or the, the yeah ghost I, I think i get what you mean because i took it as like I think what you're saying is what you're saying, like, these characters are almost like ghosts of, like, the mainstream society that she meets. Yeah. I took it, um, like, it was, like, the innocence of childhood falling away. Because, you know, she's now entering a world where, like, everything she once knew is kind of, like, it's far behind her. Like, the toy that she doesn't want to sell at the yard sale. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, falling behind her. And that's, like, you know, the world that she once believed is becoming a ghost. And the the story behind it is that so the the town that they live in is supposed to be composite of um when daniel Klaus lived in los angeles san francisco and new york city Mm. and so when he was in los angeles he kept seeing actual graffiti that said ghost world and so that's why he decided to put it in the book um so i i can't i don't know if there was a specific like meaning within the story but I think it did play to something like what we interpreted. 
interesting. So that was a good discussion. I, I really enjoyed this book. This is one of my favorite books. Bought at the mall. So what do you think about it? You know, I really liked it overall. I, I thought it was... Some, at some points, it was a little bit hard to read just because it got so gritty. But, you know... <laughs> gritty. Like, which parts would you say? Mm, I can't say that on camera. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This um, is a pretty intense book, I definitely say. They were a movie... I think the movies are actually now the movies feature there too. But it but is so good. It's it really, really, good. really well yeah. written, really well illustrated. It's got a lot of interesting like character studies and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mhm. Yeah, that was good. Ghost World by Daniel Klaus. That was our review. <laughs> <laughs> All right.